So you've probably already noticed that a lot of Instagram accounts seem to have an incredibly well-defined style. Everything they do just seems to coordinate. These people wear their home and their travel, even their outfits, all hit the same notes, the same perfect colors and tones every single time. Even their kids seem to be dressing on brand. I want to assure you, having met plenty of these people in real life, that they do not just have their life way more magically together than the rest of us. Everything doesn't just happen to coordinate in this way. What you're actually seeing is a really conscious effort they're making to harness the huge power that that defined color palette can bring in terms of growth, recognition and communication on the digital plane. We don't have to be as super committed as some of these users. It does take an awful lot of work and time and sometimes quite a lot of photoshopping to create that kind of streamlined aesthetic. But it is worth pausing to take on board the principles of visual identity and colour and think about how we might like to harness some of that for ourselves. There are so many advantages to working this way, but some of the highlights for me are you can build a really strong, super visually recognisable brand for yourself. You create this body of work that sits really well together, which if you're building a website or writing newsletters or putting out a catalogue, becomes so valuable. Anyone who's ever tried to match pictures for a website will know how tricky it can be if they're all very different. It means your Instagram page is consistent, it's compelling, it looks professional, but it doesn't feel sterile or corporate. It still has lots of life in it. You know instantly what you're going to take photographs of and what to avoid. And it saves you so much time deliberating and taking pictures you can't use. And you develop this strong voice where you're able to communicate really intentionally just with your imagery alone. Of course, there are some disadvantages to this too. I think the most significant one for most people is just a restricted freedom in your creativity. So I always say go back to that rainbow shaped spectrum and think about where you sit and is it worth it to you? What I will say is I find creativity tends to flourish with constraint. If you get up in the morning and you have unlimited options about what to take a picture of, it can feel overwhelming. It's hard to know where to start. If you get up in the morning and think I can take pictures of anything yellow, for example, just to give a really specific example, you know the yellow flowers on your windowsill are a winner. You know that the salad you're having for lunch that's full of some sort of yellow tomatoes, let's say, is going to be great content. If you're walking out in the countryside and you see a field full of dandelions, you're like, winner, that is Instagram content for me. It hones your eye and it makes the photo opportunities that are perfect for you kind of pop out. Some people instinctively know what their ideal colours are and maybe find that they're always drawn to them when they're shopping or decorating. They tend to appear most naturally in their work. But for many of us, it can be a little bit less obvious, maybe because of what I talked about in the previous episode about all the external influences that come that come to kind of impact on our taste. So for inspiration, a good place to start is looking around your home. What colour do you love to paint your walls? What shades or kind of materials are there that you never resist when it comes to accessories? So notebook covers, cushions, bed linen, what are the things that you love the most? And would you like some of these shades to come into your visual brand? Our wardrobes can be really helpful too, but sometimes they're full of red herrings or maybe black herrings would be a better way to describe it. I know a great many women come to wear this uniform of daily black clothing, not because we truly love it, but because we've been told it's slimming or it's safe or it makes us feel a bit more invisible. But if you're not someone who's fallen into that trap, definitely look in your wardrobe. What are the colours you always go back to? What are the pairings that you seem to buy again and again? Can you interpret those into colours for your photography and brand too? 
Most importantly, look at the photos you've taken. And that's not necessarily the photos that were the most successful in terms of engagement online, but look for the pictures that you love, the ones that you look at and think that is what I'm trying to do, the ones that represent you and your voice, your work and your values. At the end of week one, we make a mood board of kind of inspiration pictures that's also a really great place to look and figure out is there a common colorway are there certain tones that are coming up again and again is it warm or is it cool what kind of color spectrum are we talking about here I've shared in the course notes as well um, some of the work of Fiona Humberstone who works under the name the brand stylist she does some beautiful stuff on figuring out your brand colors and she has lots of amazing free resources so if you want to check out that a bit more you can find the link in the course notes